Reflections for Lent 2021 Tailgating Jesus Episode 6, Jerusalem In this series, we have been following Jesus as he makes a journey from the north of Israel to Jerusalem. And today, in this final episode, we think of his entry into the city of Jerusalem as described by Mark in chapter 11 of his Gospel. We are at the climax of the journey and of the story of Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus is riding into Jerusalem to await his destiny. The net of his capture, arrest, false trial and execution is closing in. The crowd is full of expectancy and action. And yet it ends in verse 11 of chapter 11 with these words. And he entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Verse 11 is a bit of an anticlimax, a non-event. Don't you think it odd, given the climax of the story? Of course, this is day one of an eight-day event, which we know as Holy Week and Easter, and there is more to come. But there's actually more in day one, the day which we call Palm Sunday, that's going under the surface, that Mark draws our attention to. So let's dig a little deeper and ask a number of questions. First, why does Mark include all the detail about geography, and in particular about the Mount of Olives? In verse 1 of chapter 11 we read, Now when they drew, that is Jesus and his friends and followers, They drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethpage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of his disciples ahead. Jesus had been part of a convoy of pilgrims going to the Jewish Passover feast. They had left Jericho in the Jordan Valley and had ascended over a thousand metres in 20 kilometres to Jerusalem. And now two villages, Bethpage and Bethany, come in sight, and also a hint of the city of Jerusalem on the slopes of the Mount of Olives. The Jewish prophet Zechariah, writing 500 years before this event, envisaged the coming day of the Lord in these terms. On that day, his feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives that lies before Jerusalem. You'll find that in the Old Testament in Zechariah, chapter 14 and verse 4. You see, for Mark, as Jesus climbed the slopes of the Mount of Olives on his approach to Jerusalem, it was no ordinary pilgrim or visitor to Jerusalem, but God himself. The day of the Lord was here. What a chilling climax. The second question we may ask of this passage, 
Why all the fuss about the donkey and the coat that Jesus was to ride upon on his entry into Jerusalem, which Mark describes in verse 2 to 6 of chapter 11? Again, we go to Zechariah in chapter 9 and verse 9, where it says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem, righteous and having salvation, is he humble and mounted on a donkey, on a coat, the fall of an ass. The focus is on the coming of a king. And that's who Jesus is, a subversive king, one who is in control, one who is master of the situation, even though the events of Holy Week and Easter are to come, and one whose subjects will carry out his instructions as he sends two of his disciples ahead of him, and yet one who comes not in pomp and power and circumstance and military prowess, but in humility, riding on a donkey. Who ever heard of a king such as this? And why, thirdly, all the play on the procession following and welcoming Jesus, which Mark describes in these verses. Again, Mark alerts us to the deep sense of symbolism, of cloaks spread on the donkey and on the road before Jesus in verse 7. There is an echo here of the proclamation of a former king of Israel, Jehu, who in the second book of Kings in chapter 9 and verse 13 was greeted by people who spread their garments, preparing the way of the king. As Jesus reaches his goal and enters Jerusalem, he has been welcomed by the common people as king. And then there is the palms. They cut branches of greenery from roadside trees and wave them before Jesus. You don't spread cloaks on a dusty road for a friend or a respected visitor. You do it for royalty. And you don't cut branches of trees or foliages from the fields to wave in the streets because you feel elated. No, you do it because you're welcoming a king. 200 years before this day, which we call Pan Sunday, Judas Maccabees, a Jewish hero, defeated the Syrian king Antiochus Epiphanes in a gigantic battle and entered Jerusalem and cleansed the temple and people waved palm branches and sang songs of praise to him. Judas started a royal Jewish dynasty that lasted for a hundred years. As the crowd sing to Jesus, the psalm, Hosanna, save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming king of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. 
they are mimicking. The line said of Judas, Maccabees. The point Mark wants us to know is very clear. Jesus is the true and rightful king, the son of David, on his way to his capital city, Jerusalem. This is the moment of his royal reception. The scene in Mark, at the beginning of Mark chapter 11, ends dramatically with nothing happening, or not just yet. For in verse 11, Jesus goes to the temple, God's dwelling place on earth. Oh, the irony of that. And looks around and comes out again. It's already late. And he withdraws to the village of Bethany, where he lodges with his friends, Martha and Mary and Lazarus, along with his disciples. Mark leaves us in that moment in suspense, at what will happen when this king makes his presence felt in Jerusalem, his own city. Well, Mark has set the scene of Palm Sunday, which is the gateway to Easter. This passage in Mark chapter 11 of Jesus' royal procession, raises a number of questions for us in our own following of Jesus and our allegiance, our loyalty to him. Do we recognise Jesus as he truly is? Master, King, Saviour, Emmanuel, God with us. For Mark, there's no escaping his real identity. Who is Jesus for you? And are we ready to welcome Jesus into our lives, our capital city, as it were, to allow him freedom of entry and control of our lives, that we might belong to him? Are we ready to go out of our way to honour him in our lives, in the daily living, in the mundane things, and also in the times of great celebration in life's events? Marking his presence in our lives with a deep sense of joy and of gladness and of festival. And what would Jesus find? as he looks around not only our lives, but his people, the church. Would he approve or disapprove as he scrutinizes us as his followers? We have no king in the Republic of Ireland Our neighbours in Northern Ireland and in the rest of the United Kingdom have a royal personage, Queen Elizabeth. But we so easily forget, in biblical terms, what a true king might be like. And that's why it is so important for us on the 
gateway to Easter, that we revisit the story of Jesus, his suffering, his passion, his death, and his rising, and to renew our allegiance to Jesus, our King.